Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by BetOnline.eg. BetOnline.eg is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. It is a post-night one draft recap from a New England perspective. The Patriots take Christian Gonzalez, a cornerback out of Oregon, with the number 17th overall selection. They end up trading back. They were at 14 initially. They traded back to number 17 in a swap with the Steelers, a rare swap with the Steelers, quite frankly, to go after a cornerback with some size, a guy who... I think should step in relatively soon. I think I think when you talk about Gonzalez, Gonzalez is a guy who should step in relatively quickly when you're talking about the level of expectation. You know, you draft a guy 17th overall. This is someone who should step in quickly into your starting lineup. When you look at his size, he's 6'2". It certainly stands out when you talk about the New England cornerbacks. You consider the roster of wide receivers the Patriots are facing in the division, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Stephon Diggs, as well as numerous other elite-level pass catchers over the course of the year. And you just look at his level of play at Oregon over the last couple of seasons. This is a guy who should step in and help you immediately. I did think they were going to trade back, but my guess initially was they were going to trade back to the early 20s and take part in that run on wide receivers that happened in the early 20s, one that included Jackson Smith and Jigba, as well as Zay Flowers, who ended up going to Baltimore. But the Patriots go for a cornerback at number 17. So what should we know about this guy? What should we know about Christian Gonzalez, number 17? This is a guy who, big body, a little bit bigger than usual. I, I think he is one of the the larger cornerbacks, uh, at least in terms of height, that the Patriots have drafted under Belichick since 2000. Known to be explosive at the line of scrimmage, the video that I saw, this is someone who should be, as I said before, an immediate presence for this team on the defensive side of the ball. I think he is going to come in and he's going to compete for that number one job. He should compete for that number one job. So really right now, even though he's moved around a little bit, he at least moved around a little bit in college. He was in the slot. He was on the boundary. I imagine he's going to play a lot on the boundary at the NFL level. And you have Jonathan Jones on one side, and you would have Christian Gonzalez in the other, and they would be backed up by Jack Jones and Marcus Jones. So that's not a bad group of cornerbacks right there. you know. And I have to imagine that This also means that Jalen Mills is probably going to move to safety, at least on a full-time, probably on a full-time basis. When you think about the way that secondary is coming together, at least at this stage of the offseason. So Christian Gonzalez, a bigger guy who has tremendous level of athleticism, good ball skills, 
He is a physical hitter, known as a physical hitter. He's aggressive, maybe a little bit too aggressive. Uh, one of the negatives, and I'm just reading an early scouting report on him, one of the negatives, he can kind of get caught out of position sometimes. He's maybe a little bit too aggressive. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts. But one guy that I saw as an NFL comparison for him is Jamel Dean at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And look, if Christian Gonzalez turns out to be Jamel Dean, I think New England is going to be very, very happy. I, I, I think that's a, a good move on their part. If this is a guy who is like Jamel Dean. From a league-wide perspective, I thought it was interesting. Look, I think Nick Casario crushed it tonight. I, I think the addition of C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. are a pair of moves that could make the Texans one of the young teams on the rise in a, suddenly a very competitive AFC South. I also thought the Eagles did a tremendous job. Look, we can debate the very serious outfield issues facing Jalen Carter, but getting Carter at nine and then getting Nolan Smith at number 30 made an already fearsome Philly defensive front even more impressive. Those are two elite defensive talents that end up going to the defending NFC champions at nine and 30. It's a great first round. And the other guy who really deserves to be called a winner today. Lamar Jackson. It was a big day for the Ravens, and it was a big day for Jackson. The quarterback got a five-year extension worth $260 million with $185 million in guaranteed money. It came in the afternoon. Then Thursday night, they went out and they got Zay Flowers, who I think is maybe one of the more underrated playmakers in this draft. He joins a passing attack that includes Rashad Bateman, Odo Beckham Jr. So it's a good day if you're a Raven, and it's a great day, honestly. If you're Lamar Jackson, the losers, again, from a league-wide perspective, you're looking at Will Levis. Levis was ticketed, I think, by a lot of people, some people anyway, to go in the top five, but the Kentucky quarterback ended up sliding all the way out of the first round. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up as a day-two guy. I imagine he's going to be a day-two guy. The Raiders pick of Tyree Wilson, I thought, was a perfectly fine addition, but for a team that had much more serious personnel needs, especially a cornerback, I, that left me scratching my head a little bit. I don't know if I'd go so far as to call them losers, but there were other better players on the board. Maybe Gonzalez would have helped him out before he ended up going to the Patriots. The Jets had a great start to the week by finally landing Aaron Rodgers, but they were picking at 15, and they went for Will McDonald, who is a good pass rusher out of Iowa State, but they bypassed Nolan Smith and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I think that would have been either one of those guys, especially Jackson Smith and Jigba, would have been a great pickup for them. Look, Aaron Rodgers adding another option in the passing game for him, I think would have been a great move. So again, I don't know if they were losers, but I, I'm just not crazy about the pick. And again, the, and, and really for me, you know, Miami, they didn't have a first round pick. They were stripped of their choice by tamp you know, because of tampering. Uh, involving, you know, a, a situation involving Tom Brady and Sean Payton. I'm going to be intrigued to see on day two where Levis and Herndon Hooker go because they're probably the two best quarterbacks left on the board. Two most notable quarterbacks, anyway. Uh, there's Joey Porter Jr., Mike Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, who I know some people mocked to the Patriots at 14, and then Alabama Brian Branch. They're all still available, so... A lot of interesting names still on the board when you're talking about day two. All right, so let's take a look ahead for the Patriots. 
and, and, and see what they have the rest of the weekend. Friday, day two, they have two picks. They're 46 overall, the second round pick, and they have a third round pick, number 76 overall, on a deal with the Panthers. Really, day three, Saturday, is where, is where they end up making most of their picks. They go, they have one, two, three, four picks in the fourth round, and four picks in the sixth round, one pick in the seventh round. It, at least it sets up Friday, anyway, to be a relatively uneventful day for the Patriots when you're talking about the draft. I think they're still going to make moves. I think they're still going to bring in a quarterback, probably a later round guy. I think that day two for them, the focus needs to be, and obviously a lot of this depends on the players available, what happens between 32 and 46, for example, 32 and 45, they pick at 46. If one of those projected players, one of the guys that they like ends up coming off the board, they're going to have to adjust, obviously, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up getting a tackle. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up getting a wide receiver. And the other thing too, even though they went out and got Gonzalez, I'll, I'll say this, as a sports writer, you root for the story. And the possibility of them landing Joey Porter Jr. for reasons that we've talked about here in this podcast before are obvious. But at the same time, the prospect of someone like Joey Porter Sr. being forced to root for the Patriots, I think is just too tremendous an idea to even think about passing up. So those are some guys to look for. I also wonder about the Will Levis thing and the possibility of the Patriots, maybe not at number 46. I think that'd be too high. But if Will Levis drops continues to drop and the Patriots have managed to address at least some of their issues. The idea of bringing a guy in like that would be intriguing. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think it would be intriguing. There's a reason they had him in for a pre-draft visit. Now look, pre-draft visits are not the be all and the end all. A lot of times, as we've said before in this podcast, they are strictly speaking for Intel purposes, scouting purposes. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the focus when Levis came into Foxborough, but at the same time, it's certainly food for thought when you consider what could happen to New England in day two and day three. My guess was they were going to make four trades between the first round and the end of the draft. They made one tonight, so that leaves us with three. I still think, like I said, they're going to take a quarterback. They're going to take an offensive skill position player, maybe on day two, most likely before the end of day three. And they're still going to bring in a tackle. I think that they still need tackle help. They've certainly done their part to help themselves out with the addition of Calvin Anderson and Riley Reef, as well as, you know, you have to assume if they didn't go out and get a tackle tonight, they like where Trent Brown is at physically. So maybe it's not the position of need that we initially thought. Maybe it's just, you know, what the sign that they really liked Gonzalez. They had him earmarked as a premier talent. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, the Patriots come out of round one of the 2023 NFL draft. Cornerback Christian Gonzalez, an oversized corner, a guy who really should step in and play very, very quickly in New England when you consider his size, his ability, his spot in the depth chart, the level of expectation that you should have for a number one pick. If he's healthy when things start in July, this is a guy who should line up opposite Jonathan Jones as a part of New England's starting defense. So that's the story from here. We're going to do another podcast at the end of day two, at the end of Friday night's action, the end of the third round. So we'll be able to wrap things up then. But until then, thank you guys for listening and keep it here on the Believe Podcast Network. One more reminder, 
want to let you know this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.eg is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.